Hey, welcome back to uh, Southern Fried Christianity. This is Roger Colby. And I'm Richard Kitts. And we're a couple of evangelical Christians who just have some things to get off our chest about um, our churches. And hopefully through this podcast, we can convict hearts about, you know, uh, within our own churches about what people are doing to basically ostracize people and alienate others. Um you know, we hear all the time that Christians feel like they're 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 marginalized or whatever in this country. But you know, uh, I would suggest you go to China or something like that. If you think you're marginalized, uh, you really think you're marginalized here, then you're really going to be marginalized somewhere else. But today, what we're going to do is we're going to start this kind of series of shows on what we're calling unholy ghosts, which are things within the church that are kind of considered taboo in Southern Baptist circles or Southern Christian circles, evangelical circles, um, that honestly it's really kind of unbiblical for it to be taboo. Um, and it's really misunderstood um, by a lot of church people. But we want to talk about it. And the first one we're going to do today is about alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, now I want to caveat this with a story, a personal story, in that my uh, wife's uncle who will remain nameless, um, is an alcoholic and is severely an alcoholic. Um, he, uh, wakes up at probably around nine. First of all, he's on disability cause he hurt himself on a job one time and, um, basically doesn't work. So he spends all of his check that he gets, uh, his disability check and his, um, you know, uh, settlement that he got from the company that where he hurt. He spends it all on alcohol and he'll wake up, you know, around eight or so and he'll start drinking at nine and he'll drink all day vodka until he passes out in the afternoon. And it is just awful. And he's extremely childish and, you know, just, there's a lot of things that we, and he lives next door to us. So we kind of have to take care of him, but, um, it, alcohol can be, I just want to say this, alcohol, candy, or anything like that, alcohol, drugs, anything like that can be extremely bad and can really destroy your life if you allow it to happen, you know. Um, But first of all, we do want to talk a little bit about, um, Richard has looked into some history of the Southern Baptist Church, okay, and we're going to post the link that he's pulling this from on the uh, blog, so you guys, or not the blog, but the in the comments section or whatever, the description, I guess, is that what it's called? The description? Comment um, section. Comment description, description yeah, in the description. We're going to put the link to it in the description so you guys will have it. So, um, Richard, why don't you talk about what, and I'm, we're not going to read the whole thing, it's pretty long. No, no, no. Uh, Richard wants to just kind of highlight some stuff that he found in there. So, um, go ahead, well, Richard. Well, you know, uh, it's basically the history, and you know, there's kind of this stuff, and, and we were going to talk about how this is a Puritan thing, but turns out I was wrong. No, nah, Puritans drank. Puritans drank. <laughs> they, I mean, they they shamed everything else, but they drank. Just for a second. Um, one of the funny things Puritans had was, and this is kind of funny, because uh, in their churches, they, had, they met in the morning, and they met like all day mm-hmm. uh, on Sunday. And their sermons often lasted, I mean, good grief. Uh, Jonathan Edwards, Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God, that sermon, if you read the whole thing, it's about three hours long. And they actually had a person with a long pole that would walk along the side of the pew 
And if you uh, fell asleep or whatever, they just reach over and smack you on the head and wake you up. So <laughs> I'm just glad we don't have that in Southern Baptist oh, I, churches. Oh, I had a girl that used, I won't say who it was. She used to sit behind me when I started to nod off in church, <laughs> and she, like, hit me on the back of the head when, uh, I, when little, I was in youth. A little, little love tap. Yeah, when I was in youth, head. she'd be like, it's like. <laughs> so what uh, what'd you discover? Okay, so apparently the history, uh, this has been going on. This didn't start going on until about 1871, Yeah, I basically believe. the policy is do not touch any alcohol, period. That's yeah. the, the usual line you hear. Uh, so basically alcohol predi- uh, prohibition is relatively new. That's mm-hmm. what I've discovered. Uh, this I'll, I'll post this article. It's by uh, an author named Bruce M. Sabine. Mm-hmm. Sabin or something like that. Sabine. It, Sabine, okay. Sabine. doesn't have any on the end, so I wasn't sure how that was pronounced. Uh, but uh, let's see here. Uh, Christian, you know, uh, sorry, colonial life in America, apparently that was a pretty normal thing. In fact, uh, <laughs> members of, of Congress, in fact, pastors and everything were – actually had, like, whiskey as part of their salary. <laughs> yeah. And there was, like, a one that – there was, like, a pastor that, like, uh, invented a brand of whiskey. And I think it might still be so, around today. I'm not so sure. So you get, you get $5,000 a year and uh, you get a, a, pint, a, a pint of, uh, of Guinness. I guess. Or I, something. I, or no, something. whiskey. No, Whis- be, that's uh, whiskey. Whiskey. So whiskey uh, was a like... thing back then, man. Whiskey was a very American thing back then, more than yeah. beer. So yeah, right. So so uh, yeah. So you got to have your uh, your keg of whiskey as part of your your keg of uh, what would that be? Jack Daniels. Is I that a whiskey? Know. I don't think it was back. Yeah, that <laughs> that's, that's a whiskey. <laughs> it's a whiskey, but I don't think Jack Daniels existed back then. I could probably be not. Uh, probably something like uh, I don't know Kentucky. Wild turkey or something, maybe something like that. I don't probably know. Kentucky bourbon or something. That would probably. Be I don't know. I don't know the history of whiskey. Payment. I don't know the history of whiskey. Anyway, um. <laughs> so about the church. How did this start to become taboo in Southern churches? Okay, so saying, uh, basically around uh, in the 1700s. Okay, that was for bourbon whiskey. Okay, yeah. never mind. I'm 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 backtracking. Uh, Says during the 1800s, many ministers opted for operated steels, and okay, that's even more of that. Uh, I'm trying to get back to where I was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. For Southern Baptists, too, alcohol was a big part of life. It says mm-hmm. uh, says until the temperance movement began yeah. to infiltrate the original the uh, the dominate uh, denominations in America. It says in 1896 is when this began. Which is interesting because um, it wasn't long after that that we had prohibition as a as a yeah. As see, a law. that's what I was curious about. Looking this up, did this just come around just as, think, as prohibition did? Well, see, but, here's the thing: if you look through history, and here's the thing: if you look through history, most social movements that have happened in this country have happened in churches first, and then moved into government. Um, mm-hmm. People in government really never get anything done. It's just the <laughs> it's the it's the people in the churches who actually get stuff done. You know, they, they it's like with slavery, I mean, it began in the churches, even though there were other churches that were really against, you know, uh, freeing the slaves. But after a while, the churches that wanted to free the slaves uh, because they felt it was God's will for them to be free um, and it was unbiblical to own slaves, uh, those people began to outnumber the people who didn't. 
you know, so, I mean, that's kind of the way it went. And that's the way it's been in all, like, major social movements like uh, women's rights and, you know, and, and civil rights and all that other stuff has happened usually in churches, and it kind of moves out from there. Um, but uh, I want to talk about, and, and you'll find this article, we'll, we'll, we'll post a link to this article in the, um, in the description. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about a couple of things. Um, one, first of all, there is actually a, um, a belief among it's a, it's an it's a an interpretation of Jesus turning water into wine that really makes me laugh. Okay, first of all, a lot of Baptist pastors say that it's it was just grape juice, and then they go as far as to say that they didn't even have fermentation at the time. It was ferment fermentation happened later. I've even heard that, and that is absolutely absurd. I mean, because uh, have it, you it, read the Old Testament? Have you read the Old Testament? Because Noah, Noah got, got really super drunk. drunk. You know, you know, it got plastered. Uh-huh. Right, and, and some gross things happened. When yeah, it was not good. Uh-huh. Um, uh, people got drunk in the Bible. You know, uh, you know, he got drunk. Ham saw him naked. That's not good. I mean, this, it all turned into really horrible, messed up business. Yeah, because um, but there is nowhere anywhere in Scripture that suggests that it was unfermented. Yeah, nowhere that the wine was unfermented. And I would think they would somewhere specify this is the Bible and they're giving you commands from the Lord you would think they would specify whether yeah. the wine is is fermented or not yeah and they do not so obviously they do not say that it is unfermented specifically well, you know and it doesn't take long for wine to get fermented because you know you put it in a keg it's going to mm-hmm. sit around it's going to get fermented within probably a week yeah I mean it really will um Okay, so there's been a huge paradigm shift in American evangelicalism concerning drinking alcohol. Um, 1 Corinthians 10, 10, 23 says, Everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. Everything is permissible, but not everything is constructive. In verse 24, nobody should seek his own good, but the good of others. The point is, alcohol can lead to excessive drinking and drunkenness, yes. Anything you put above God's an idol and drinking can lead to alcoholism, but getting drunk is a heart issue, man. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a heart issue. It is. Really, it's about, um, do you make that your God? Do you have to have alcohol to make yourself feel happy? Um, if you do, then it's probably something that is a heart issue. You know, um, Drinking is permissible, but in some cases not beneficial. Paul told Timothy to drink a little wine to help his stomach, which at the time, wine was used as a medicinal kind of a thing. And honestly, mm-hmm. I've tried that. And it works. You know what? Wine, actually, a little bit of wine does help your stomach to settle. Um, uh, I think it was, I think it was Paul that was told to to actually drink wine for his stomach. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, no, no, he was commi- Paul was telling people drink some wine. For he was your telling Tim- he, it was in, yeah, it's yeah. in Timothy. Yeah, he tells Timothy to do it. Okay. Um, um, also, um, in a culture, here's the thing: in a culture addicted to abuse. Being the person who can have a beer now and again, not to get drunk or addicted, is a, is a testament to the fact that your life is walking with Christ. Because see, if I get drunk, I lose my mind, and if I lose my mind, I'm not thinking about walking with Christ. Mm-hmm. You see, but it doesn't mean I can't go out and have have some alcohol once in a while or have it at home. And, and here's what I got into uh, in my research and everything on this, because I just wanted to make sure that everything I was saying was correct mm-hmm. before you know I you know people want to confront me about it on social media because that's what everybody loves to do on social media. Yeah. Um, but, uh, because we're all shadow, shadow characters at the back of the cave. Yeah. We'll, and we're not we'll, real. We don't have feelings. So you can say whatever you want about us. We're not allowed to talk about that in this podcast. <laughs> no different podcast. Different podcast. Um, 
But uh, anyways, so what I'm going to say, actually Barry went, you know, uh, uh, our, a guy that goes, that uh, a teacher at our church who, who, who was, you know, guest, uh, not guest pastor, but, you know, sub-pastoring today did a message, and it didn't really have anything to do with alcohol, but it actually touched on this when I was, what I was researching mm-hmm. about this, is that there's a whole thing about self-control and everything, and I mean, and if you're not believing that God can, can, uh, if you're not believing that you can walk with Christ and have self-control, then you're, what, how was it, where did, what I was, uh, it, it, when I was looking up, basically, you're believing that God isn't power, powerful, powerful enough to, enough deal, with to, to yeah. deal with 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 that. God can't handle it. He's, God, he's too. He's going to fall off his throne, and mm-hmm. it's all going to be. You know, uh, but, the universe is going to spin out of control. But as far as Southern Baptist Convention and, and proponents of it, they keep going back to this verse, uh, the verse in Galatians. It's uh, 19, mm-hmm. 23. It says, yeah. uh, "Now the works of flesh are evident: sexuality, morality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry." All these other things. <laughs> There's a whole bunch of things, but one right. of them is drunkenness. Yeah, drunkenness. And yep. and they use that as an argument, but they're saying that drunkenness is the same thing as consuming alcohol. You can get drunk from consuming too much alcohol. Sure. But taking a sip of alcohol is not the same as getting no, drunk. No. Um, no. And they're using and every, that. You know and, what? Everybody needs to know their limits. I know my limits. I know at what point I should stop. You know. Um, and. Um, you know, I just have, you know what, well, I'll talk about that in a minute about my, my alcohol consumption, about what I do. But, um, the third, the third thing that's kind of important, and we need to talk about this is Romans fourteen twenty, which says, do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food. All food is clean, but it's wrong for a man to eat anything that causes someone else to stumble. Mm-hmm. And in that he was talking about like food offered to idols, you mm-hmm. know, cause there was a thing about Oh, it's awful to an idol. It's unclean. Don't eat it. You know, it's and and again, people were being legalistic about it. And so, what he's saying is, is don't don't cause somebody else to stumble. So, um, I have a my my wife has a has a friend whose husband is an alcoholic, and he struggles with it. And I am not going to talk about alcohol or even drink in front of that guy mm-hmm. because it's too much of a weakness for him. And it, and and just like Christy's uncle, I don't talk to my wife's uncle. I don't talk to him about it. I don't talk to him about alcohol or drinking or anything like that when I'm around him because I know that it is a real struggle for him. And he knows that I um, am a believer and that I trust Christ with my life and I follow Jesus. Um, and, and and seeing that, he's like, oh, well, he drinks. I can just have as much as I want. And, and that's unfortunately what happens. So it's really a sin to cause another person to stumble into addiction. Jesus said, you know, if you're going to cause a little, one of these little ones to stumble, you might as well tie, tie <laughs> basically, I love this verse, basically tie a millstone around your neck and throw yourself in the sea. Mm-hmm. And it's basically kill yourself. If you're going to hurt somebody, kill yourself, buddy, because you're not really doing any good for anyone. Mm-hmm. So you got to be careful whenever you drink or have alcohol but, around people because some people are Here's just what not. I wanted to get to about that. Is, yeah. Yeah, we're talking about... You know, the argument is that it's simply all it is is a destructive substance. Yeah. But you're singling that out when just about anything can be destructive. Sure. And so, like, I mean, eating too much food, Uh that's destructive. Yeah. Gluttony. uh, It'll destroy your body. It'll destroy your body. (laughs) Nobody talks about food. I saw something like 
This guy's like, well, nobody would get in car wrecks if if they weren't drinking. Uh, if some if they had been drinking phones, or something, that, that's what I'm fixing to say. Yeah. They're, they're looking at phones. You don't throw your phone out the car and say, <laughs> boss in. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, okay. So the next verse I want to talk about is Proverbs 20, verse 1. Wine is a mocker and a beer, beer a brawler. Whoever's led astray by them is not wise. Now, yeah, it says wine is a mocker and beer is a brawler. Sure, but it says whoever is led astray by them is not wise. Not don't drink it. It's whoever's led astray by them. Um, um, well, you kind of skipped ahead of me a little bit. Okay, I was trying to get back to Galatians there. <laughs> all right, go ahead. And what, I, I, what I wanted to say was, you know, after they're saying drunkenness, all it. They say they go to that, but then they skip the verse, the two verses right after that. Yeah, go ahead. And it is, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, uh, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Yep. And against such things there is no law. Self-control. Self-control, and that goes back to what we were talking about earlier. <laughs> exactly. Is if you believe that there's no self-control, but you believe that God is infallible, but He can't handle. Somebody <laughs> yeah. drinking out. Yeah, oh, God can't handle you doing it. Um, okay, so f- fifth, I want to quote about... Well, it's about not that God can't handle it. Right. It's, that, it's that your faith in God can't overcome that. Right. If you, you know, yeah. faith in God doesn't matter when it comes to alcohol. Right. But that, but back to that, just about, it, that can be anything. Sure. Um, number five, uh, this is something that I... Uh, there are three verses that I found. They're actually pro-alcohol. Um, Psalm 104 verses 14 and 15 you cause the grass to grow for the livestock and plants for man to cultivate that he may bring forth food from the earth and the wine to gladden the heart of man oil to make his face shine and bread to strengthen man's heart and about the oil you know you're going to get zits mm-hmm. but I mean <laughs> uh, you put oil on your face back then to freshen yourself apparently uh, but wine to gladden the heart of man um, yeah, that was verse I came across. That yeah. in some of the articles that uh, we posted. Ecclesiastes nine seven. Go ahead, go eat your bread with joy and drink your wine with a merry heart, for God has already approved what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, Isaiah sixty two eight nine. The Lord has sworn by His right hand and by His mighty arm, I will not again give your grain to be food for your enemies, and foreigners shall not drink your wine, for which you have labored. But those who garner it shall eat it and praise the Lord, and those who gather it shall drink it in the courts of my sanctuary. Um, and it's not out non-alcoholic wine, kids. Yeah, that's it's what I'm wine. There's no nothing in there that says grape juice, no. and nothing that in there that says unfermented. Yeah, non-alcoholic. Um, I mean, okay. So some thoughts here. Just some final thoughts that I have, and, and I'll just say it, and then I'll say what I'm going to say, and mm. you can comment. First of all, final thought, drinking alcohol isn't forbidden by the Bible. Mm. It's just not. You can't find a verse in there that says don't drink no matter what and abstain completely. There's nothing in there about it. Thoughts on that? Uh, as far know, as I can find, I did yeah, not find I, a I, single I, verse. There's just nothing that says, <laughs> I guess there's plenty of stuff that says do not get drunk. Yeah. Do not drink enough of it to get drunk. Mm-hmm. Do not, uh, you know, self-control. Do not drink in, you know, don't drink in front of other people that have issues with it. Mm-hmm. You know, don't Stumbling cause block. don't cause a brother to stumble, yeah. whether it's with alcohol or anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, it's just a weird thing. But it's like, but as far as the Southern Baptist Convention goes, uh, 
get back into that a little bit. They did uh, they they did a they added this new thing to their charter a few years back where mm-hmm. they said they will not affirm anybody to uh, to a leadership role or pastoral role or anybody that consumes alcohol. Wow. So even though it's got, not biblical at yeah, all. Yeah, but I got yeah, I got but, news for you, Southern Baptist Convention. You approved a lot of them. You did. And you just they just didn't tell you. They just didn't tell you. They're drinking. <laughs> They're enjoying it. They're enjoying a pint once in a while. Um, okay, drinking in excess like any other sin of excess is indeed a sin. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, you know, there's all kinds of excess, man. There's food. There's, you know, video games. There's just anything, man. If you do it in excess and it becomes a God, mm-hmm. it's a sin, man. If you're putting that in front of front of God and it's more important to you than, than your walk with the Lord, then um, you probably better get that checked. Uh, don't drink in front of people who know who you, we know who struggle with alcoholism. We, okay, we kind of talked about that already. Mm-hmm. And you know what? A nice pint's good once is good once in a while, and I recommend Guinness. That is, I just like Guinness. I don't really like beer. I just don't <laughs> like it. But I, you know, moderation again. I, I, I drink like if I get something to drink, I'll drink like one glass. Yeah. Or if it's like wine, maybe a glass and a half, something sure. like that. But. Uh, but I, know, man, I know my limits. I do know my limits. I, think I mean, I don't really Two know is my, enough for me. I don't really I'm, know my limits because I've never actually gotten it. Well, there was this one time I did it by accident. <laughs> I was, I was, my sister was doing a thing and I was just, it was at some steakhouse and I got this thing that said, um, it's called Bill's something moonshine. And I took two sips of it and my room starts going, and I was like, I felt so bad the rest of the day because I was like, I'm sorry, God. I didn't know. I got drunk. I didn't know. But you know what's great? God forgives. Yeah. He does. All right. So with that, uh, this is, we're signing off. This is Roger Colby. And I'm Richard Coots. Remember to pray for your brothers and sisters. 